Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Hour number two underway, live on a Tuesday morning. Kale and Company, talk radio 1210, WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. What's on the cut sheet at 745? Absolutely loaded edition of that, less than 45 minutes away. Our buddy Sean Farage, Trump impressionist at 9 o'clock for some laughs. Also, with it being Halloween, a Halloween candy warning. We'll get to that as we continue this morning. Mike Johnson, Joe Biden wait, wait, in the news. Wait, wait, wait. We're not going to go down the rabbit hole of, of, of razor blades and candy bars again. No, okay. no, it's not razor blades. Okay. It's not razor blades. Okay, I just want to make sure. It's a different um, substance. Uh-oh. Ingredient. Oh. No razor blades. Just something that people should be paying attention oh, to. Oh, stop enough. And then the New York Times, speaking of Halloween. Yeah. Just let kids be free. Yeah, exactly. Just let them be free. The New York Times saying, yeah, just, you know what, just let kids be free. Yeah. Of all places, of all publications, the New York Times. Just relax. Keep that op- life. Keep that op-ed ready for um, we will. the cut sheet, because yes. I have something that's going to coincide with that. All right. And then also... More news on the debacle that is Twitter, formerly, well, is X, formerly known as Twitter with Elon Musk. And a very important question that needs to be asked. We will get to that and also some other stuff when it comes to the presidential candidates from a betting market perspective. But before all of that, let's get the perspective of what's going on in the world, the crazy world that we live in with the news. Round number two, 703, the great Don Stensland. And good morning this Tuesday morning. As it is Halloween, the full Halloween forecast in just a moment. We're sponsored by Consumer Cellular this morning. On the main line, an investigation underway after the the deaths of a father and son. The father, 94 years old, his 68-year-old son fatally injured when they were struck by an unoccupied car that was rolling backward on a driveway. This happened yesterday in Ballakinwood. So Lower, Lower Marion Township Police confirming the names of the gentleman. Nathan Cobran of uh, Winwood Road there had just pulled into the driveway and gotten out of his Toyota Camry on Penbury Terrace. Uh, shortly after 9 o'clock in the morning, the Camry started rolling backward and it struck. Actually, he, he Nathan is the 68-year-old son. The Camry struck his 94-year-old dad and then continued rolling backward. And so, um, Sydney, Sydney Michael Cobran, um, is the, is the son. So police say the younger Cobran lived there on Penbury Terrace. Both men rushed to Lankanal Medical Center, which if you know that area, it's not too far away. Um, they were trying to save them, did everything they could. Doctors at Lankanal and the emergency department could not save this father and son. So this incident remains under investigation. According to police there. So, oh. so 94 year old father, 68 year old son, 26 years apart, if my math is correct, driveway, younger, the son, the 68 year old gets out and presumably both individuals are behind the parked vehicle that starts rolling backwards and runs over both of them and kills them. Both. Yeah. You know, this actually happened. An in-law friend of, first of all, I have a relative locally in Delaware County Something similar happened to her, but thank God she got out of the way and survived it. On the newer cars, and I'm sure your Honda's like this, um, the newer cars, once, even if you open your car door, the car, the car goes into park. Really? If you don't, so if you don't put it in park, if you open your car door, try this. Okay. 
if you if you open your car door, it immediately goes into park. Okay. You don't have to put it in park. So it's in drive, but I have the, I have my foot on the brake, mm-hmm. and I open up the door and get out without putting it in park, and it will automatically Correct. go into park for me. Yes. To add that to my live so copy here. It's a safety feature that's in the newer vehicles, and I and I actually know another woman who uh, lives in Connecticut who's the mother of a friend of mine, tragically was helping to dele- deliver Meals on Wheels yeah. as a volunteer, and this happened and killed her grandmother killed her because part of the problem is if you're used to the newer cars and then you get into a different car right um you think that it's going to go into park it doesn't okay my so, wife whenever she parks the car she puts the emergency brake on really every time she parks she's it. smart been yeah. years since i've used the e-brake yeah, she yeah. does it every time she parks it i only ever do it like on a very like inclined hill or like on an icy road in the winter yeah interesting and you know what? I stated it. I have the sons backward. Uh, um, the 94-year-old dad, Sydney, he was the one driving. It's oh. out. And his 68-year-old son was trying to help him. All right. Can, I know, but I have to say Can it, a right? 94-year-old please not get behind the wheel of a car? It's just I a mean, father and son. It's I mean, just so sad. No, I'm just... I, oh no. Seriously, seriously. Is 90- the mom still alive? It's like an awful way for like oh, her son and husband to like... That's a good I can't thought. believe this is a real story. I know. It's a slow. Is this from it's the Babylon Bee? It's a slow no, death, too. Stop. Like, they're like, oh no, here comes the car. Yes. Craig, she what? No, I'm just, I'm just Lou, watch out. <laughs> what? We're going to be struck by yeah, late. How about Greg saying 94-year-old shouldn't be behind the wheel? Uh, they shouldn't. I, actually, I, ga- I actually, wait, 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 wait. I actually agree. I guarantee you any 94-year-old listening right now agrees that they should not be behind the wheel. Should there be some sort of test when you reach uh, an yes, age? Like yes. 65? Like uh, 60, yeah. Although know, you say 65 is younger than ever these days. So it is. 75? Uh, there there does need to be a test after a certain age. Whatever that age is, there needs to be a test every year. And I know this man doesn't have to drive his vehicle anymore unless he's, you know, driving his Corvette. But do you think Joe Biden can functionally drive a car at this point in his life? No. I would agree. No. Well, first of all, he has. When's the last time yeah. he, he he went from eight years as vice president yeah. to yeah. president? When's the last time he drove anywhere? The only time I've ever seen him driving is when he's in that video where he's got the gloves on and he's driving the Corvette with the with the aviator yeah. shades on. Yeah. That's the last time I've ever seen him drive. Yeah, and he, remember, didn't he fall off his bike? Yeah, he did. So That's yeah. all Democrats do is fall. Yeah, Gavin <laughs> Newsom's falling right. on basketball courts. <laughs> uh, so what kind of car was it? I'm just curious. It was, I believe, a Toyota Camry, Oh, which is a good car. And yes. I, I don't know the year of it. It's a small car, too. I thought <clears> maybe it was a big truck or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was a steamroller. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, it's a sin. It's a sin. What? No, I'm just Look, look, look you know. All right. It's horrible. Moving on in the news. Horrible. Um, so we have new details in Delaware County, and this deadly carjacking happened right outside of Faith Based Center, a mosque there. So police identifying the man who was murdered in what authorities say was a, a coward, a coward carjacker. They're searching for that coward this morning, armed and dangerous, but police identifying the victim, a correctional officer, shot and killed during that carjacking as he arrived at the Delaware County Mosque where he worshipped frequently with his wife, with his family. So we have some new images being released by authority for the person of interest in the deadly carjacking. So police say by the time they got there to the parking lot of the Masjid al Madina Islamic Center, 69th Street in Upper Darby, 
Uh, they got their Sunday night. This happened, the call came in, I guess, about 7.45 p.m. Now, inside the mosque, about 150 worshipers inside having no idea as to the fact that their 65-year-old beloved, you know, mosque member identified as Muhammad Rahman was inside the parking lot there being shot to death by that carjacker, later pronounced dead right there on the scene. And investigators say the carjacker took off for West Philadelphia in Mr. Rahman's vehicle, a white Toyota RAV4. So it was later recovered in West Philadelphia, and then Upper Darby police then had it towed back there to uh, Upper Darby headquarters. So they're investigating. And remember yesterday we talked about the fact they recovered a phone as well. So I don't know if Mr. Rahman's phone was the one stolen. The guy tries to ditch it, or was it his own so there's, they have a lot of tangible evidence in this case, and they feel confident that they will catch this armed and dangerous killer. As far as Mr. Rahman, he survived by a wife and daughter, and we now know that he worked as a correctional officer at Philadelphia's Riverside Correctional Facility, and that's according to the local 159 president, David Robinson. So his local community speaking out, the union uh, speaking out as well, just saying he was a peaceful, great guy, hardworking man, loved his wife and daughter, and what is just a tragedy this is. Yeah, it is. I'm being called out on the YouTube chat. Good. Uh, Anne Marie writes, uh, Greg was the one saying Mick Jagger was in his prime, but this 94-year-old uh, <laughs> can't drive. <laughs> Look, that's why I said there should be a test. We should, you know, I'm not, it's not a blanket statement that all 94-year-olds can't drive. Well, it kind of is. No, odds are they, they probably shouldn't be. Odds are. Um, MGM guy says, who you going to pay to give these driving tests hard pass? <laughs> it's a good point. I know. <laughs> you have to wear a bike helmet when you give that test. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's a sin. Go ahead, Don, once again. Um, <laughs> so uh, as far as the New Jersey Turnpike... We have Governor Phil Murphy, this news, because we thought that the garden, there's a lot of turnpike news, New Jersey turnpike. First of all, we had believed as recent as four or five days ago, the Garden State Parkway tolls were increasing next year. However, um, election year politics, uh, Governor Phil Murphy blocks the turnpike and parkway toll hikes. But listen to this. There's a transitioning that's happening as South Jersey Transportation Authority is transitioning to all electronic tolls on the AC Expressway and and that they say that's regardless of Easy Pass. They're going all electronic. So wow. so no cash at all and also no like in Pennsylvania you can go through it without it but they'll bill you I think right with your based off of your license plate and information. Right. So now and there are no more they're not going to have any toll work. I mean they're literally going to take down you know, no more toll workers. Mm-hmm. I didn't no realize there there still were toll workers. Did I'm you? telling you, <laughs> when, some spots there are. When I moved back home in in July of 20, uh, 2022, I was stunned to see that they 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 got rid of them during the pandemic. Right? Isn't yeah. that when it happened? Because when I left here in 2018, it was still a thing. So you say, regardless of Easy Pass, that means that there's just a camera there that's going to take you take your picture as you go through. I believe that, so. Yes, because there are a few times since wow. I've been back where. I was listening to music or whatever, and I wasn't paying attention. I went through the Easy Pass without because I don't have it mounted to my windshield. I have it like just like dangling in my console. I just what pick it up that? and hold it. Just, just, just an, it's just an, it's just an, it's just an eye sort of stick it on the windshield. It's, so I just it's, it's like three dollars. It, well, it's not a money thing. It's just a 
you know, I, I probably have problems putting it up there and getting it to sticks. So I just leave it in the in the cup holder. Um, but I forget to do it from time what? to time. <laughs> we will get you. Some, I'll do it for you. Thank you. We'll get you some Velcro. Thank you. I probably have some in my minivan. I'll just I'll do it for you. It's really <laughs> yeah. Bring your toolkit. I will bring my my toolkit <laughs> that I still have from my dad. From thank God he gave me that thing. But in this one, just real quick here, yeah. uh, this eliminates all the barrier plazas. Which I think cause a lot of accidents. I think this is a good idea, but it'll just replace them with those, you know, like you're talking about those overhead toll systems. Yeah, with a flashing. Mm, yep. Yep. So it'll just record. I guess it'll get your license plate. But if you're from Philly and you can cover your license plate, I don't know how that works. Think about think about that though. What like not not too long ago, we all had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> get out change. I know. And put it in a thing or or hand it to a. Uh huh. Like yeah. what a. What a giant waste of time that was! And w- would you? Ever... And they would y- used to back up all yeah. the time. I'm sorry. Would you ever do that as a job? Be no. A, be a to- I remember you go back to Disgusting the uh, the humans, the, the Adam Sandler Big Daddy movie. He was he was working in the toll booth once yeah. a week. Yeah. yeah, I heard those people get paid pretty well. Yeah, and they get pensions. Yes, and Not that's anymore. a piece of it. Right. This, this is uh, basically robots taking over for all these union jobs. That is correct. Right. Yeah. By the way, on the YouTube chat right now, there's. a there's a pull up. Should a 94 year old be oh, behind geez. be behind the wheel? Guys. Uh, Did we post that or a listener? No, no, no. That's uh, that's that's one of our crack staff in the back. Okay, post that right now. The nos are winning by like 90. percent Yeah. So I'm not in the minority here, by the way. But so let, let me. So let's go back to this toll worker for yeah. a moment. Let's just say I'm just guessing here. Let's just say that the salary was. $60,000 a year with great benefits. Here he goes with could, numbers again. Could, I'll, be, I'll probably be way off. They could be making 100 They grand. make $700 million <laughs> a year. Hey, let's just say they're making like 60 grand and you get great benefits. Could you do that five days a week, eight hours a day, and be bored out of your skull? No. no you could stream. You could wear your earbuds oh, and you could to listen dog. to a lot of shows I, streaming. I know there's a lot of people that would do it in a heartbeat, but I, I, I would probably just start eating my fist at some point. <laughs> It's just me. <laughs> uh, by the way, today is Halloween, so blue Halloween candy buckets. What do they symbolize? Democrats. Whether I <laughs> no, Sorry. Uh, you'll like this story. Okay. It's whether a trick or treater has autism. Oh, okay. That's so good. if you see the blue, you know the blue little yeah. bucket or what have you, that just is a nice little way to to know. Very cool. That yeah, they're kind of. Differently abled trick-or-treaters might have some autism, but it's kind of a cool, the blue bucket. Nice. So, yeah, kind of a cool story. I like that. So we are sponsored this morning by Consumer Cellular, offering unlimited talk and text on every plan starting at $20 per month. Stay connected in rain, sleet, and snow with their premium nationwide 5G coverage, no contract, and free activation. You can visit ConsumerCellular.com, and you can switch today. NBC 10 first alert forecast. Woohoo! It's a little chilly today. So 52, maybe 53 degrees. So it's a, a chilly Halloween. And then tonight after the sun sets this evening overnight, 39 degrees. There are frost and freeze warnings in some areas. So you might want to check your veg, your tender vegetation, right? Yes. Um, on this Halloween night. And then we do have, we're going to be in the mid fifties. We warm up slightly each day, a lot of bright sunshine, but Friday, almost 60 degrees into the weekend, mid sixties by Sunday, almost 70 degrees. I'll say 67, 68 degrees, but a lot of sunshine, abundant sunshine just today. Bundle up 
on this Halloween. By the right. by the way, Nick, uh, somebody says that, and I don't know if it's true or not because I'm just taking the word of YouTube chat, uh, that the PA Turnpike Toll Takers collectors make close to six figures a year. No way. I think they do. And that's why they're getting rid of those positions then? Yep. Okay. Because they, they're... The close uni- to six figures a year? To for- take change. Yeah. Well, because it's like a dangerous job. And Is it then, really? Yeah, you could, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, if a tractor trailer comes through not paying attention and smashes right into your little booth. So it, then that's the part of the union, So and the benefits, but it's the pension. Wow. By the way, whoever wrote that, because they don't have like a, like a name on their handle, just write your name in the chat so I can give you credit for it. Yeah. And actually <laughs> blame you if you're incorrect. <laughs> Six figures. Oh, my God. All right. Well, there you go. 855-839-1210 Kevin, number. Kevin Pools is disputing that. He says average toll collector salary in the United States is $28,000 a year. Oh. 29000 if we're rounding up. Okay. So one guy says 30, right. another guy says 100. I said 60. I'm probably right. Probably 60 grand. Yeah, I think with... The- 13 per hour for tolls. Yeah, Daniel says the same thing. $13 an hour? They they make more than producers. <laughs> <laughs> but keep in mind, I mean, when they say six, they might be... It's the union package. Right. It's that you get a pension that's pretty good. You get amazing health benefits. Plus how many years the holidays. you've been there. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right, we will come back. We get to some uh, some of these phone calls that we have on Ron DeSantis. Also, a Trump Iowa poll and what the betting market shows us, uh, not only for Joe Biden, but who's in third in the betting market? And have they even officially declared their candidacy? This is very interesting. What? Yes, we'll get to that on the other side. And then a very important question that needs to be asked about Elon Musk. We'll do that as we continue. Cut sheet at 745. Back after this. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we continue live here Tuesday morning. Nick Dawn and Greg. The cut sheet at 745. If you're going to be handing out candy tonight for trick or treat and you haven't purchased your candy yet, we will tell you just how painful it might be for you. That's coming up as well. 855-839-1210. We will get to this Trump to, uh, poll as well as the betting market for president. And very some, some very interesting details in there. But let me grab Frank in Burlington. He's got some thoughts on why Ron DeSantis has kind of fallen off the map, so to speak. And he's with us this morning. Frank, good morning. How are you? Morning, everybody. I love your show. Thank you. Uh, I really don't think it's too... Uh too complex to figure it out. Uh, I really think that uh, DeSantis was riding his wave as, you know, the landslide governor winner, and um, they should have made him wait till 28. <laughs> That's the bottom line. He removed Trump from this race, and he's probably beating this field by 20 points. I don't think it's anything about style or he's too conservative or or the, the you know the women don't like him because of his stance on abortion. I think it's just real simple. Trump's in the race, mm-hmm. and he shouldn't have run. Yeah, that, that's that's to me. Yeah, and look, I a mean, lot uh, of a lot of people said, "Don't do it. You're not going to beat him." But there was also plenty of people that said, "Hey, you got to strike when the iron's hot. Your star's burning bright." So it's kind of that catch twenty two. It's a double edged sword, though. Yeah, I just hope that this doesn't ruin him for 28 because I still think he would make a terrific president and uh, 
Uh, I, well, I mean, anybody's better than who we have in there now. That's but right. I, I just uh, I just hope he didn't ruin it for himself. I really yeah. do by, like, turning off the Trump voters. That's I, all. I agree, Frank, and I hope that those Trump supporters will, you know, rally behind him in 28 if he ends up being uh, the front runner. And the question is whether or not he's salvageable five years from now, but that's a long time away. And as we know, politics can be pretty, pretty interesting when it comes to who you think is dead, and then all of a sudden they reemerge and We'll see. He's, he's going to need to have like a reboot, a repackaging, so to speak. Now, let me get to this betting market story because this is very interesting. We've been talking a lot about the polls. And, uh, you know, the one thing we've adopted on this show is following last year's midterms uh, just about 11 months ago. Uh, take everything with a grain of salt. So what does the betting market say when it comes to these candidates and smart money and the odds makers because the odds makers are not in the business of losing money. Can I just say that this because I don't think that there are any um, like uh, on like United States gambling. That's correct. Sites. These are all offshore. Offshore. Thank you. That is thank correct. You. Offshore because like the Fanduels and everything else, they don't have. That's correct. Uh, this for the betting market, which I'm, I, there's got to be some legal reason as to why. Because I would think that these these operators would love to take action. Uh, on anything, yeah, I'm, I'm take action on whether this it's going to be rainy or sunny. Yeah, I'm sure there's a legal reason. Why, yeah, so so who will win the U.S. election, uh, presidential election, 2024? According to Predictit.org, the betting market is showing that Joe Biden is the favorite uh, from a gambling standpoint at a price of 43 cents. So if you think that Joe Biden will be the president. You have to risk 43 cents to cash in on your wager. Donald Trump at 37 cents. So Joe Biden uh, up seven cents, according to the gambling market. What I found more interesting, not so much that Joe is ahead of Trump, because I could understand that they want to charge a little bit more. If you think the Democrats going to win, if you believe the deck is stacked against Trump, so to speak, I can understand that. But for third place at 11 cents is Gavin Newsom. Really? Gavin Newsom, to, to my knowledge, hasn't officially launched a campaign. He's gone to wow. China. He's gone to China. He's shaken hands with Xi. He's driven electric vehicles. He tried to cross over against an eight-year-old and fell on his face. But he hasn't declared to be a candidate yet. He and that this is another slap in the face to DeSantis. Gavin Newsom at eleven cents. Ron DeSantis at nine cents. Kamala Harris at five cents. And Vivek Ramaswamy at four cents. So you have two people in there that are Democrats that are one's a governor and hasn't launched a campaign to run. The other's a vice president that I don't know that she can tie her shoes without giggling. And you've got Newsom ahead of DeSantis and Kamala ahead of Vivek Ramaswamy. So the, the million dollar question that we need to ask is, what do the odds makers know that mm. the American public does not know about Gavin Newsom? Because we've been talking about this for a while. He's kind of lurking in the weeds. We know we are just about 28 days away from that Sean Hannity debate, which, by the way, is going to feel really odd now with Newsom and DeSantis, right? Yeah. Isn't that going to be bizarre? Like, Ron yeah. DeSantis, I mean, right now, the, the, the biggest, when you, if you were to duck, duck, go and click the latest news on Ron DeSantis, I'm guessing the story about the boots will come up first. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that in about 15 minutes. And, and the, the most recent headline with Gavin Newsom is he falls playing basketball with eight-year-olds uh, in China. By the way, we played that yesterday. You did it in the big take at 6, and then we also – I played it again at 7.45 for the cut sheet. Yeah. It took off on the internet yesterday. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Like after we talked about it. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. 
And here's the thing with, with Newsom, and this, this is kind of like the serious takeaway from that. That implies to me that somebody knows something, and it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I think it's, a, it's obviously a formality in 2028. Gavin Newsom is more certain to be, I think, the Democrats' option in 28 than DeSantis would be for the Republicans at this point in time if I'm assessing both of their stocks, so to speak. And again, I just I can't imagine anybody. Well, I can, but I can't understand why anybody would ever elect Gavin Newsom to be the president. I mean, they are they are fleeing his state so fast it's making people's heads spin. Yeah, I mean, so true. And Newsom's was it Newsom's wife's family left California during the pandemic yeah. for Florida. Yeah, like that. If you're DeSantis for that debate, you better have that in your arsenal for Hannity. Yes, like that's how you own Gavin Newsom in the moment and drop the mic. Yeah, I. I know that people, you know, because Don and I debate all the time who's going to win that debate, whether it's going to be Newsom or DeSantis. She thinks DeSantis. When I say that, I don't think Gavin Newsom is electable. I just think he's a very good debater. So when I see him running as a like, I don't think I don't think the country is ready for a Californication of 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 the country. You know what I mean? So. I don't think that he's electable, but I think that as far as his debate style, he's he's one of the best I've ever seen. See, here's where I would disagree. I think he is electable. I just don't think he's any good. You think he's electable? They elected Joe Biden. And there's a possibility there's a di- that Joe Biden a, no, gets reelected. Though. Yeah, there's, there's a difference. There's I a agree. huge difference. Really? Yes. Yeah. Gavin Newsom is very he I think a lot of people can see through his smarminess yes. and his like veneer of see, like perfectly said. Yeah, see, I, I, just... think, I think we can. I think those that live this, no. those that consume it. You think the casual person that maybe doesn't even know who Gavin Newsom is today, five years from now, would be like, oh, yeah, Gavin Newsom. He's all about blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll vote for him. He just looks in, in you know, in 2016, 2015, whatever, Trump changed the political landscape forever. Yep. We are never in my lifetime going to elect another quote unquote smarmy politician like that for president. I just I just don't see it. And and for all of Joe Biden's faults, mm-hmm. and he has a ton of them. Yeah. It, when he was running in 2020, he was the you know, he portrayed himself as the relatable older elder statesman. Mm-hmm. He didn't portray himself as a smarmy politician. Right, Joe uh, um, uh, Gavin Newsom is that in spades? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think that ironically, Gavin Newsom, because he's such a, a like a lightweight, smarmy, pretty boy. He's got the hair and the teeth, but he's an empty vessel. I think it's possible that maybe he's the last hope for Ron DeSantis to look manly <laughs> and to look to to point out that. DeSantis might not be as pretty. I mean, that's what DeSantis should do. He should say, look, I don't have your pretty hair, your pretty teeth, but I've got pretty policies. Yeah. And and you look at my you look at the policies in Florida. You look at that state, how he handled the pandemic. And he served his country. He served his nation in, yep. in the Navy. Yep. And the whole thing. So he's the real deal. Yep. So he's not he might not be as pretty. Right. But. Gavin Newsom's policies are sure ugly. Yeah, I agree. 855-839-1210. Zach in South Jersey has some thoughts on the betting market for POTUS. Zach, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Go ahead, Zach. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, big big fan of the show. Thank you. Um, just, just wanted to touch on the uh, predicted market that you were talking about. So my understanding is it's a um, 
similar to like a sports uh, marketplace mm-hmm. style betting. So yeah. it's not actually odds makers who are setting the odds. It's the public uh, buying shares similar to a stock market. Okay. So that uh, Gavin Newsom in third place is, is kind of an indicator of the public thinking that you know, and and I actually, full disclosure, I actually purchased some Gavin Newsom shares um, because I I subscribe to the Rich Zioli school of thinking that okay. you know the Democrats are going to sneak uh, Gavin Newsom in or or somebody else at the last minute when it's too late for RFK or or Bernie to uh, hijack any primary on the the Democrat side of things. Okay, well, Zach, we appreciate the insight. Thank you very much. I did not know that that's how that market works. Although I, I don't think they're going to sneak Gavin in. I, I When I see Joe spending $25 million in new cash on political ads, I don't think that's in, in a a indicator that he's going anywhere. I actually, because, and here's my, my school of thought on this, is if you're a Democrat, as long as you have a pulse, like I've been saying, they'll drag you to the finish line. Hey, Diane Feinstein hey, basically died in office. Like, I, I don't see Joe Biden, a guy who stuck around the swamp for 40 years to get this moment. Like, I think he would have to literally pass away for somebody else to step in. But we, we'll see. Well, I, I'd, I'd love to be wrong on that. 855-839-1210 is the number. We will come back. Uh, let me ask this question when it comes to Elon Musk and Twitter. Did Elon Musk Bud Light Twitter? We'll get into that on the other side. I think it's a question we have to ask at this point in time, and we will do that on the other side. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. You know, the thing I love about the Piazza Auto Group is I get to sample a lot of their finest vehicles, and I sampled their Acura MDX SUV last week, but I also stopped in at the Piazza Mazda in Westchester, and I drove the new Mazda CX-30, and this thing is economical to say the least it is efficient and it might be the best value going when you look at the average price of a smaller suv and then you look at the sticker price of the mazda cx30 at the piazza auto group you will see what i'm talking about it is an absolute steal and the features that come with it are a complete bargain front and rear parking sensors traffic jam assist lane departure warning systems leather-trimmed seats, heated front seats, Bose Premium Auto, Android Auto, and Apple CarPlay, and much more. I can't even fit it in to this 60 seconds. The CX-30, though, it packs a lot of punch. 227 horsepower, which is pretty good for a four-cylinder engine. And the average price of a car in 2023, again, take a look at it, and you can get into this Mazda CX-30 for under $37,000. That's over a $10,000 in saving for other brands similar to the Mazda CX-30. And that, my friends, is what we call value. You can find your new or certified pre-owned Mazda today at Piazza Mazda with locations in Westchester and Reading or online all in one spot. PiazzaAutoGroup.com. Tell them Nick sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, baby. We're on the highway to hell. Actually, we're on the highway to the cut sheet because that's coming up in five minutes as we continue. Nick, Dawn, and Greg. By the way, noticing my theme for the morning? You're not. I'm not. Dawn, are you noticing my theme for the morning? Yep. She's not either. I, I, Don't I, just I can't stand either I of you. I tried to fake it. I cannot it's stand either Don't of you. Don't like a good faker. I love you both, but I can't stand either of you. Most um, people have said that about me. 
Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare. Okay. Um, oh, Halloween. Halloween. Santana, Black Magic Woman. Yeah. Um, Ramones, Pet Cemetery, ACDC, Highway to Hell. I knew that. Thank it's you. a Halloween theme. Thank you. You gonna play a little John Carpenter's Halloween theme music no, when we come back? No, later? I hate. I hate that. Uh, I hate that. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that'll be the morning mystery movie clip. By the way, this morning. <laughs> which which Halloween movie are we gonna play today? <laughs> Actually, I've seen what's in the hopper. It's not a Halloween movie. Really? It is not uh, from the Halloween series. Let's say. Well, I not Mike Myers. I'm looking at it now too. It is. It's definitely a Halloween movie. No. I mean, it's scary. It's a scary movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's based around Halloween per yeah. se, though. Okay. And that's coming up uh, at 920 this morning. Uh, also, I, I'll save the, uh, the the prices of candy uh, because Pennsylvania has some of the highest inflation when it comes to Halloween candy or, or really any candy, regardless of whether or not it's Halloween. Uh, but we'll get to that when we get to our Halloween portion of what's on the cut sheet, uh, which is just about three minutes away. But I, I just had this thought yesterday uh, because we gave you the story. It was either on yesterday's show or on Friday's show where Elon Musk has lost um, half of his money or more than half on his $44 billion acquisition of Twitter, which is now rebranded as X. And it got me thinking, like, we're sitting here and we're railing on Bud Light, and rightfully so. Dylan Mulvaney, they're down 30%. They haven't recovered. We've talked about this story for six or seven months now. But is it fair to sit there and ask the same question with Elon Musk and Twitter slash X? Did Elon Musk Bud Light Twitter? And he didn't make it any more difficult for me. He didn't make it worse for me. I still use it just as much. But I was thinking about this. Uh, this story comes out yesterday where Elon Musk, who bought Twitter for $44 billion, and in an uh, internal memo, employees of the platform were, were told that its worth is now $19 billion. Mm-hmm. He's lost $25 billion on a $44 billion purchase. Wow. Which... To my math is well more than fifty percent, which fifty percent plus is more than losing thirty um, percent of your market share, right? So if Bud Light lost what they lost with Dylan Mulvaney, what then? What are we going to call what happened to Twitter here? Think about this. He rebranded it from Twitter to X. He charged you eight dollars a month to use it, or get I'm sorry to get a blue check mark. And then he upped it to $11 per month. I don't even know what it costs now. I know I'm getting billed for it, though, because I just saw it pop up on my uh, my uh, Citizens Bank app yesterday for a charge. Then he's going to charge you a dollar a year to use the basic functions of tweeting and retweeting. And you can also sit there and argue that maybe he's... And I, I love that he trolls people, so it's fun. It gives us something to talk about content-wise. But he's also very active himself on X, which maybe isn't the best considering you own the company. Um, the one thing that I think he's done brilliantly is added the community notes feature, which allows all of us, when we are correct, in fact-checking somebody that's wrong, which is great. Mm-hmm. But objectively looking at this, he has done far more damage to Twitter than Dylan Mulvaney's done to Bud Light. <laughs> such a great I point. never thought I would say this. It's such a great point. I never looked at it that way, but yes, Elon Musk Bud Lighted Twitter. Like if there were share, if, like, <laughs> if there were shareholders, I mean, the shareholders would be steaming mad right yeah. now. Like, dude, you're destroying yep. my portfolio, so to speak. If we're gonna, you know, take the task, Heiner Schneid for for <laughs> he making Schneided himself. He he Heiner Schneided Twitter. Yes, 
And again, I don't see a lot of the things that people claim has made Twitter worse. I still use it the same amount, much to the chagrin of Stalker. Like, you know, there's just nothing there that I see that says, okay, he's destroyed my experience. But he's done something because it went from $44 billion to $19 billion, which must be nice that you could do that and still um, wake up each morning. Because if I ever cost myself $25 billion, I'd probably put a rifle in my mouth, but that's just me. <laughs> But I digress. <laughs> I just think he it's still evolving. He oh, took here it, we go. He took it over. Well, then Bud Light is still evolving. <laughs> <laughs> who makes a, who, So who makes a comeback first, Bud Light or Twitter? I think they'll both come back, wow. actually. You know what? I think, you might, you I, might be right. I think they'll both come back. But I think that sometimes uh, you need a good spanking. You know, and Bud Light got spanked, and now Elon's getting it, and, <laughs> and then do like a dry rub. That was a cooking segment. Elon's taking a pounding. There's no doubt about it. And it's um, been anything but a pleasant dry rub for Elon Musk. So I figured we would share that. We've got some good Halloween stuff to get to, so let's not waste any more time. Seven, I actually missed it by one minute. Oh, Gosh, darn it. you. 7.46. Ratings are going to go in the tank Uh-oh. as we get to no, what's on the gut sheet. What's on What's on the country on this Tuesday Halloween edition is brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hole Volvo, where they have ample inventory of brand new and beautiful pre-owned Volvos. Enjoy the luxury experience you deserve. They always go the extra mile for their customers because relationships relationships matter at Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Don't forget how important our sponsors are to us and to this radio station. Always, 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 always patronize. Our sponsors. Yes, what he said. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's get to... I, 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 I've been dying since 6.02 to play this. It's the only reason you're here today. <laughs> so the only reason I'm here today. So uh, Ron DeSantis, DeSantis, was on with the uh, Patrick Bet David podcast, PBD, okay. is I guess what he calls it. I don't know. I don't listen to it, so I have no idea what it is. But this, um, this he asked him the height question, oh, and boy. he asked him... About him, because when he was on Bill Maher, you guys both saw this, right? He had these, and they've been debating this online, mm-hmm. where it's the way he was sitting and the where his his um, his leg was. He he definitely had to be wearing lifts in the yes. boots that he was wearing, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Agreed. So uh, he asked him to. He bought him a gift of like actual shoes so he could actually <laughs> Ferragamo see. shoes. Yeah. So which actually, are over a thousand dollars. No. He, yes. Ferragamo dress shoes. He can't accept that, by the way, either, can he? he? he and he says that. He, okay. he says it, yeah. Um, by the way, podcasting is the way to go, huh? Look at that. Yeah, I'm struggling <laughs> to buy a pair of $80 New Balances. <laughs> uh, all right, so this is this is the very uncomfortable question uh, that Patrick Bet David asked uh, Ron DeSantis yesterday. Cut 14 here, Phil. I'm sure your marketing team points out how they're trying to troll you in the marketplace. Okay, I'm sure they're doing that. Can you bring this one clip? I know you were on, uh, 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 what do you call it, on, uh, uh, what was it, Bill Maher, and Bill Maher talked about the boots. I've seen you walk with these boots. Go ahead and play this clip. This on TikTok went viral. It doesn't have a million views. It doesn't have, you know, 10 million views. This All right. thing's got 1.2 million likes. I'm going to stop yeah, it right there. right there. So he's, so he has, <laughs> Jesus. So, so he has these boots on yes. that clearly, uh, I mean, they clearly have lifts, or oh it's a God. really, I mean, Dawn, you know this way better than we do. It could it be a really big no. soul or he, <laughs> no? No, he he has lifts, right? Yep. That's, you can't do that, man. It's like a wedge heel. 
that's covered up. And a lot of shoes nowadays have this. The internet misses nothing. Nothing. Like, what have I always said? When you post a picture on Twitter, make sure there's nothing in the background that the internet can point out and question you on. His camp must have missed that memo. Well, why? So there's been rumors that um, Tom Cruise wears lifts like this, right? Yeah, well, Tom Cruise does a way better job of hiding it of hiding it because <laughs> if you know that you're seated for example you wear and in television they'll yeah, do this where you'll you'll have your pants are actually cut yep. so that they're longer yep so that even when you're sitting the pants would cover your ankles so that you can't see that mm-hmm. that's part of the problem here so gotcha. i'm glad you mentioned tom uh, tom cruise because now i think that the uh, the slogan for desantis for being a president should be rebranded as mission impossible <laughs> I mean, you're looking at it right there. Those, I mean, he almost looks like. Uh, have you ever seen um, uh, the Peter Pan play or anything with like the hook remake? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like Captain. He's wearing Captain <laughs> Hook's boots. And by the way, the front of them are he, like they look like clown shoes. I almost. know. Phil, uh, so I'm going to start that over again because it's just too good all the way. By the way, all right. Did he say? Did he lie about his height in the yeah. beginning of this clip? He did. We didn't even talk about that because I was so. Well, I don't about know the that boots. we got to that question. Right. It's still, there's still more ahead. I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna start this over. Uh, Phil, go. I'm sure your marketing team points out how they're trying to troll you in the marketplace. Okay, I'm sure they're doing that. Can you bring this one clip? I know you were on. Uh, 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 what do you call it? On. Uh, uh, what was it? Bill Maher and Bill Maher talked about the boots. I've seen you walk with these boots. Go ahead and play this clip. This on TikTok went viral. It doesn't have a million views. It doesn't have, you know, 10 million views. This thing's got 1.2 million likes. Those are some and, huge and some lift, people by are the way. wondering. How, what how, are they? I don't even understand. So I haven't what, seen that. What mm-hmm. They're mm. not showing this to you. <laughs> right. Okay, what they're trying to say with this is that in your boots, you have heels. No, no, no. That's yeah, what they're no, trying no, to say. Those are just standard off-the-rack. Um, Off-the-rack. Um, how, how tall are you? Book, how tall are you, Governor? How tall 5'11". Are you? 5'11". Okay. <laughs> Second, no shot. I could dunk on DeSantis. There's no <laughs> chance he's 5'11". Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 5'11". You know, honestly, I, I, maybe I should, because I, I, I claim to be 5'10", but I'm really not. Yeah, I'm 5'10 in sneakers. I'm 5'9", no barefoot. Like, if you're under six foot, why are we even, like, we're all considered average to below average. So why are we embellishing our height anyway? I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. George... George uh, W. Bush wasn't tall, was he? Like six feet. Yeah. Oh, was he? He's standard. Okay. Yeah. I know Bill Clinton was tall. Obviously, Trump is tall. Mm-hmm. Biden slouches, so nobody knows how tall he is. He's like right. six feet, though. Is he? I mean, I, I understand why people certainly lie about their weight, but I, I've never really understood what's the point of doing the height thing. Well, here's an interesting here's an interesting uh, experiment. When was the last time we had a president under s- six foot? If you look, it has been a very long time. I think wow. it was Jimmy Carter. Wow. Oh, yeah. Jimmy no. Carter was. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Carter was small. Yeah. Right. He was a peanut. <laughs> a peanut farmer. There you go. Five uh, eleven. Huh? Uh, yeah. No. Wow. I, mean, I I might be willing to entertain five seven and a half five eight. It's but... it's like Trump saying he's two fifteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, I'm going to, one more time, Phil, I'm going to start this clip over again because we, we've we stopped it and started it way too much. So let's let it play all the way out this time. I'm going to start it over and go. I'm sure your marketing team points out how they're trying to troll you in the marketplace. Okay, I'm sure they're doing that. Can you bring this one clip? I know you were on, uh, 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 what do you call it, on, uh, uh, 
what was it? Bill Maher, and Bill Maher talked about the boots. I've seen you walk with these boots. Go ahead and play this clip. This on TikTok went viral. It doesn't have a million views. It doesn't have you know, 10 million views. <laughs> this thing's got 1.2 million likes. And, and some people are wondering... How, what are they? I don't even. Under, so I haven't what, seen that. What there's, they've not shown this to you. Okay, no. what they're trying to say with this is that in your boots you have heels. No, no, no. That's yeah, what no, trying no, to those say. are just standard off the rack. Um, Lucchese, um, how, how tall are you? Book, how tall are you, Governor? Lucchese, 5'11". Okay, more like Fugazi. Why, yeah. why don't you wear tennis shoes and dress shoes? Uh, I do wear tennis shoes when I work out. Yeah, 100%. you do. Yep. Okay, I got a gift for you. I'd love for you to wear. Okay, I shop at Ferragamo. Okay, and I don't accept gifts. I can't accept it. I, I totally he can't actually start. can't accept. There are yeah. th- over a thousand dollar dress so, shoes. Yeah, there you go. That was the entire okay. clip. So yeah, first of all, DeSantis says he wears tennis. Like, who wears tennis shoes when they work out? Like, well, aren't they just well, he means gym, he means gym yeah. shoes. Okay, yeah, sneakers. Yeah, like, I don't know like, that DeSantis is necessarily working out. He's a little. A little sloppy in some spots. Oh, but, boy. You know, That's not right. I mean, he's not Chris Christie, but, uh, you know, he's probably taking those um, Ozempic or whatever it is that all the celebrities take. Allegedly. That's just, that's a, you know, that's a bad spot there for him. And by the yeah. way, his, his, you know, your social media team, like, his whole social media team has pretty much destroyed him. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're annoying. Uh, I've said it before in the past. Uh, Christina Pershaw, she's, she's a total troll and a tool uh the whole bit like that's just a bad spot for desantis to be in that moment and you could tell if you're watching on youtube as soon as that question was beginning to being uh being asked there by that gentleman on the podcast you could just look at desantis's face he looks very uncomfortable yeah. yes he knows that he's he's nailed yeah well this guy this guy is a total like trump supporter right so i don't I even think... know who that guy is but that's the thing it's... why is he on with this guy yeah. if you know, here's a, here's from a campaign well, standpoint. Because he does have a widely successful podcast. As what? That's just what I'm told. I'm told like it gets a lot of views and downloads and stuff. I don't know. I, don't know. I hear these podcasters. I, I, I don't think they have an ounce of talent. But I just think you know this was a failure on the part of the DeSantis team mm-hmm. to vet this situation, and it, he didn't handle it well at all. Yeah. You and know, that's you know there are other people who might have made a joke of it like dude you're kidding me you're talking about shoes yeah right. you, you know, know like what's the, I, again you know you think about what I would be like you know what why does my height matter I served my nation in the navy I was yeah. a great baseball yeah. player I was a good athlete you should be advising him yeah like who cares if you're five seven or five eight yeah. or five six it doesn't affect your policy look I know people are. You know, oh, you guys are so petty for discussing this, but this is literally this. Is, like, he didn't have to answer that question. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and he didn't have to lie about his height either. Right. Who cares? Right. right. He's not fine. <laughs> 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 Easter. All right. Well, let's get back to the actual issues that they discussed. Yes. Uh, DeSantis uh, throws Trump under the bus on this. Uh, shocking, I know. He says in December 2020, the Trump White House sent me a message telling me to impose mask mandates. So go back to December of 2020, and this is allegedly the conversation that took place between the Trump administration and Ron DeSantis in Florida. Cut to, Phil. Go. It was a very tough season where... You know, even Obama, Biden, none of these guys had prepared for a pandemic. The only one that knew a pandemic was coming was a guy named Bill Gates. Everybody else is like, well, yeah, but here's the thing. You, you, You don't know. That's true. And I think there was a lot of uncertainty in March of 2020. The question is, what about November of 2020, December, January of 2020? 
What should he have done? What should he have done? He should have fired Fauci. He should have held these people accountable for being wrong, for lying to the public on all these different issues. The corrupt medical swamp in D.C. was a total disaster. I'll tell you what they also shouldn't have done. January of 2021, last few weeks in office, they're sending me missives uh, from the White House task force saying, impose a mask mandate, close restaurants. Do and I'm just thinking to myself, and the media here would use it as fodder. They would say, DeSantis is not following the Trump White House task force. And I wasn't. That's a true. But they use, the media used that as a wedge. So uh, I think that the whole Fauci, and here's, the I think, the issue for, for the election going forward, is I'm the only one running that is talking about bringing accountability for what happened to this country during COVID. Uh, it's one thing to make a judgment call that's wrong, but it's another thing to ignore. You tell people like CDC did yeah. that if you take an MNRA shot, you will not get COVID and you still stand by that when it's obvious that people are getting it. When you're having the FDA approve an MNRA shot for six-month-old babies where there's no evidence that that's benefiting them, this is a swamp. This needs to be cleared out. I will do that. Okay, so first of all, Anthony, you are fired. He would have no authority. Trump, DeSantis, Biden, no president has the authority to fire Tony Fauci. So that's the most important thing there. The second most important thing is this absurd. Okay, so if you're saying that the, the Trump White House in December of 2020 sent you a message, then why don't you post it on your social media account? You know, black out the, the stuff that's sensitive information with identities, but just show us the message. If you have the receipts, show them. But I've said for the longest time on this show, these two individuals, and we're talking about Trump and DeSantis here, the bickering back and forth on who handled COVID better uh, is a moot point. Because, number one, you can't undo it. And, number two, both of them were far better than any blue mayor or blue governor in a state when it came to taking away your rights and liberties. To me, it is like a petty cat fight when these two try to argue over COVID. I just don't I don't see a winner in it, to be honest. By the way, I've just been looking at this Lucchese boot site. Yeah, how much are they? Can I get a pair of myself? <laughs> These are some nice boots. Are they? Yeah, they make women's and men's, but I don't find his boot. But they have some sweet boots and shoes. Expensive? Well, I mean, they start out in the 200s, but yeah, some of the boots go up to two grand if yeah. they're alligator. Yeah. I don't know if they're Wally the Gator. Well, Ron gets his right off the rack, he said. Yeah, right off the rack. Yes. Right off the rack. Yeah, he's a local TJ Maxx. Which, yeah. by the way, that's a bad look, too. Like, yeah. I've told you, I don't understand the sneaker look with the suit. Um, I don't understand the boot look with the suit there. Like, his pant legs cut know. off at his calf. Yeah, it's the it's the pants suit does not fit the style. No, of the, no. Like, I love, I love these boots. Okay. But he doesn't wear... He He's wearing like a... Like a the suit is too tailored. It's not tailored right for yeah, the boot. Yeah, yeah. I it's lived all in, messed up. I lived in Nashville for four and a half yes, years. I've seen know. I've seen men in boots down on Broadway. I, I what you talk about a fish out of water? They should send Ron DeSantis down to Broadway in Nashville with the honky tonk bars wearing his boots. <laughs> he would look like such a tool. But you go to Northern Florida, and it is kind of Nashville. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Northern Florida is You're the right. South. You're right. Yep. Yep. Um. So last week we played the clip of Hillary Clinton was at a was holding a speech and she was was she, she was, holding the speech or was the guy she was heckled she was heckled by a uh, anti war protester you know basically calling out the Biden administration and herself for being war hawks which is hysterical 
So she, over the weekend, I had this yesterday and, and I never got to it, but uh, <laughs> over the weekend she held another uh, rally or uh, held another speech and another protester interrupted her getting, this one got dragged out by security. You have to see the video here, wow. youtube.com slash at 1210wphd. She asked about uh, uh, Bill Clinton's trip to Jeffrey Epstein's island. <laughs> <laughs> And you know this is one of the things uh, that you cannot ask Hillary Clinton about. Uh, cut 12, Phil, go. Then you want somebody who's going to get up every day. Hey, Hillary, why'd your husband visit the Epstein Island 26 times? I mean, yeah. stopping it for a second here. It's a good question. Mm -hmm. Like, we have the visitor logs mm -hmm. to prove that he, oh, yeah. he went there. Yes. And... Not for nothing, Bill uh, met, you know, you can think of him what you will. He had an affinity for the ladies. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying yep. it's not out of the realm of possibility to ask her that question. And how quickly he asked it, too. Like, yeah, he knew that he was in hot water the moment those words came out of his mouth. Yep. It was almost like his rush just to blurt yep. it out to get it out of his system. Amen. All right, I'm going to uh, pick up where I left off there, Phil. Go. This is a, it looks like it's a rally for Sheila Jackson Lee, is that correct? For mayor. Oh, Sheila Lee for mayor, I don't, not, that's not Sheila Jackson Lee. Look at him being dragged. They're dragging him out. Is this really necessary, guys? Wow. They're dragging him out by his shirt. Yep. Is this really necessary, sir? Look, look, look. You guys are dragging him out. Grown man, is this necessary? Seriously, come on. Hey, Ripped his shirt. Ripped his shirt. They're dragging him out. It's amazing. Bald guy with a beard. I can yeah. relate. That's the way they. That's the way they. That's the way they. Private event. There we go. That's the way they treat me when I can't pay my tab at Wellahan's. They drag me out and toss me in the alley. Stop. He has his shirt. It's, his shirt's all ripped. It's, it's above his head. Oh, man. He's filming them. Yeah. This is a great This is a great clip. Yeah, and this is the kind of guy you don't want to see the shirt being ripped off of, by the way. By the way, uh, by the way, uh, I don't know who this gentleman is, but this happened over the weekend. I'm, I'm guessing by the end of the week, he... He won't be here anymore. Right, yeah. He'll, <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. He died of natural causes in his sleep <laughs> on Thursday. Uh, you know, things happen. Screws fall out. It's an imperfect world, Bender. It's a good question, though, right? Of I course. mean, look, yeah. I, I, I get it. It's a rally, and you're not supposed to ask questions like that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, come on. Yeah, 26 times. 26 yeah. times. To pedophile, pedophile island. Yep. Yes. Yep. It's, and that's not, uh, you know, every time, it's funny, every time the the name Jeffrey Epstein is brought up, everybody's like, oh, mm -hmm. you, you must be a conspiracy thing. Oh. No, no, they have the travel logs that yes. prove yeah. that these people were on these planes. Yes. And we've seen the The, the Lolita the Express. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And these were, these were not, you know, these were many, the, what were some of the girls as young as 14 years yeah. old recruited yeah. and targeted this is where a lot of sick people in politics and Very high sick. uppity ups go to get you know their fix, so yep. to speak. They wanted young, yeah. underage girls. Correct. He he, uh, he he just hung himself though. Jeffrey Epstein just hung himself. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. The cameras weren't working. He was so distraught. It was like no. the, the security no cameras, cameras at Philadelphia no. Airport. They just weren't working. Yeah, Nothing they, to see here, folks. Yeah. By the way, is anybody going to investigate this? Or are we just going to pretend like it never happened? No, it's just swept under the rug. Yeah. No, they're too fine. busy, you know, taking insurrection issues right. to quit. You oh. got insurrection. Well, right. Look at you, Dawn. It's right. almost like. 
he knew where I was going next. Thank you for this. Uh, Colorado, there's a big court case today. Did you guys hear about this? There's a big court case today uh, that is trying to remove Donald J. Trump from the ballot in Colorado on the on the grounds of insurrection. Right. Even though he was in charge, never being charged. He he wasn't charged for it, but they're 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 going to hear the case of how it actually was an insurrection and that he shouldn't be on the uh, ballot in Colorado. By the way, if they succeed in this, uh, Michigan is also trying to do this, and there's another state trying to do this too. So this was the goal all along. Yeah. Uh, So Secretary Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold. No relation to Clark W., I don't think, uh, was on with CNN yesterday discussing this. By the way, that that uh, that court case is being heard today, uh, sometime this afternoon. This is cut 10, Phil, go. Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, thank you so much for being with us. You say you are watching these court proceedings that are underway right now for a kind of guidance. What do you mean? That's right. And good morning, John. Um, We are hoping that this court case gives uh, guidance to the state of Colorado, to myself in certifying the ballot, but also guidance to election officials across the nation. We've never had this type of situation occur where a sitting president incites the insurrection uh, and then has the audacity to run again. So there are real questions about whether Section 3 of the 14th Amendment disqualifies him uh, and I, I look forward to the judge giving guidance on that topic. Because one of the key questions that we've noted is, you know, did Donald Trump engage in insurrection? Was it an insurrection? Your view to that question is yes? My view is that I will follow what other, whatever court determination is in place by the time I certify the ballot. I do believe that Donald Trump uh, incited the insurrection uh, in terms of what incite means to you and me and the majority of Americans right now. So they're trying to hear this on the 14th Amendment's mm-hmm. insurrection. Section ban. three of yep. it. Yep. Uh, Your Honor, was anyone ever actually convicted of insurrection? That's of all correct. the thousand people arrested, yeah. nearly 500, yeah. was anyone ever actually convicted nor was president trump charged with that but nobody was convicted how do you have an insurrection right if nobody was convicted of it and, and what actually constitutes an insurrection because if we're going to play the insurrection game which i'm tired of hearing that word just like i'm tired of hearing threat to democracy yeah. so when uh hamas protesters stormed the capitol 10 days ago was that an insurrection was when jamal bowman pulled the fire alarm Thank was that you. an insurrection we could just play the magical wheel of insurrections, and we'll just spin it and see which uh, which act falls under the umbrella of insurrection. It's a very interesting concept. I think it's a total waste of time and nothing more than a political play. Because I think when, when people that are uneducated see the word insurrection, it carries kind of like a shock and awe value to it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just another thing to kind of kind of just smear Trump with it. Because here's my thing, and I'm, I'm consistent with this. I don't believe one grown man can incite another grown person that is mentally with it to act so i think you take responsibility for your own action it's personal accountability personal responsibility if you did something wrong on january 6th that's your fault i don't i don't think it was a man standing behind a bulletproof windshield talking into a microphone who said we're going to go down to the capitol and we're going to protest but that's just me was there an insurrection on epstein island 
Uh, Colorado Secretary of State, to Don's point, uh, Jenna Griswold talks about uh, whether this is political or not. <laughs> Actually, uh, that, I think it's John Berman that asked her about it, and she swears it's not. Cut, cut nine, Phil, go. What are your concerns about the possibility that this could be seen as political? <laughs> well, the, the first thing I'd say is... Um, you know, I'm a Democratic Secretary of State, and I did not bring this case. I'm actually a party as a defendant because I certify the ballot. Uh, and I would just say, look, um, Colorado Republican and unaffiliated voters brought this case. I think it is very reasonable to determine whether the U.S. Constitution is in play. Uh, we should, as a nation, follow rule of law. We should be following what the Constitution says, what state laws say. And if there's something unclear, it's an appropriate uh, mechanism to file a lawsuit. What is inappropriate is trying to steal an election from the American people, inciting an insurrection, having a scheme of fake electors, having conversations about stealing or, or seizing voting equipment. Those things are unreasonable. Uh, a court case like we're seeing play out here, I think is just fine. And remember, it's just fine when a Democrat denies the results of an election because we've given you the montage in the 10 and 20 minute variety of people of all political levels with a D in front of their name. And it never even garners a follow up question or pushback from a journalist. It's just a soundbite that lives on in infamy on the Internet and social media. But, you know, I would say this, too, with with the the election stuff. You say a majority of people, and we've seen some of these polling numbers that do believe this is a political uh, prosecution of Donald Trump. But the sick part of that, even where Democrats are saying, yeah, this definitely has a political nature to it, some of them are of the belief that it's just fine because that's the level of disdain they have for Trump. Like, they know it's political, and they still don't care because they just want to see him leave the arena, so to speak. Yeah, they'll do anything. Um if you two had to predict, do you think this? Uh, do you think this uh, court case uh, wins? No. Yeah, I, would, I do not. I would agree with you. I do not. Dawn, in Colorado, at a, in in the Colorado courts, I I doubt it. But even if it does, then it will be challenged. Appealed, It'll yeah. go up to the Supreme Court, right? And then it becomes a states' rights issue versus SCOTUS, Fourteenth Amendment. What is their state constitution? So it'll become a you know, I think it could go up to the Supreme Court, but I think ultimately it loses because ultimately they don't have anybody convicted of insurrection. That's why they were pushing so, so hard mm -hmm. for that actual conviction. But even those those <laughs> very biased D.C. judges could yeah. not bring themselves to to the level because it just yeah. wasn't well and that's the that's the first observation that our buddy jonathan turley had the day that those yeah. uh indictments and arraignments were released and we saw what the indictment looked like he was like it's very telling that there is no charge of insurrection in here by the way uh we're like two likes away from 100 uh likes so please if you're watching right now on the youtube video the youtube chat please hit the like button also if you have not done so hit the subscribe button we're about a hundred and eighty something away from five thousand. We want to get to five thousand by what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Boy, we're 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 rapidly approaching Thanksgiving. We're like so three weeks away, by the way. Can you please can you please subscribe? Please hit the subscribe button. That's all like it's free. You don't have to nobody charges you anything. It's just it's free. Yeah. It just it gives us it gives us a sense of accomplishment. That's correct. You know what I mean? That's all it really Beyond is. Beyond what we're already accomplished. All right, moving on to cut eleven here, Phil. Um 
This uh, this I got from Libs of TikTok. This non-binary teacher pleads with TikTokers to donate money so she can buy more LGBTQ books for kindergartners. By the way, what what is with all of these non-binary teachers? Like, I, yeah. like is it is it all right? I'm I'm the first one who always calls. You know, social media isn't real life. What we see on social media is not how the world really yeah. is. So, is it just that these people go to TikTok and and Twitter and stuff, and 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 we see that more, or is it just this uptick of non-binary teachers that are happening? I, you know, I I just saw another uh, teach uh, teacher story that of having sex with a thirteen-year-old student. I saw. There, there's just, I, you know, I don't want to speak. You know, I don't want to speak broadly because I think you know most teachers are normal people and do a great job. But hey, there's a lot of you know stories where these teachers are in. Uh, you know, it's. I'm not saying it's like Epstein Island, but like I mean, like how many times can you get caught for this? Like, you're not allowed to have sex with your student. Yeah. Right. Like, and now the non-binary thing? But it's not just the physical act. That's horrible enough. But it's, um, and there was a famous case in New Jersey a few years back where this kid, he was like 12, 13, and the parents hired actually the teacher to be a tennis coach and a tutor. He came back and like in his like late 20s, he was so messed up mm-hmm. because this person, it's, it's that whole grooming situation that happens. And so they mentally just mess these people up. It's a... It's a serious situation, and it's you know it's a question not for nothing, but other professions we vet people psychologically, and All so right. I, I just have to wonder: are we, are we vetting some of these people? All right, wait, guys. guys Jeez, I'm going to say something very sexist. Uh-oh. Oh, oh what? Oh, is a third is a 13 year old having sex with a hot teacher really going to scar them for life? Yes, I bring it. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. When I was That's 13, nice. I, was just I, say. I had a seventh grade Look. teacher there. She was just totally Stop. hot. Totally hot. Really? Yeah. None of my teachers were good. I oh, never I got had, that. I had a lot of hot teachers. I had old battle axes. Yeah. Teachers are dudes. Yeah, you start, right around when you're a boy and you're 12 years old, you yeah. start noticing that your teachers are hot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a thing, man. Didn't scar me, but I didn't sleep with them. That's anyone. nasty. I just... You know, they used to well, use, I'm I'm more detention. concerned to Dawn's point about the psychological nature of that. Yeah. Like, like what, what right. you know semi-attractive woman is turned on by a 13 year old right i know that's really weird yeah but <laughs> it's know. tiktok so the scarring of a 13 year I don't, I don't know you know he probably went back to his buddies and was like dude guess we guess what i did yeah but depending on the kid i mean they're messing they're messing up i get you i know there's a serious point i'm not trying to downplay sexual abuse this is that's coming not, from the same guy I, that's not my Greg point is trying this. to be funny I'm just trying to be a little yeah. humorous about the same guy that was sex talking abuse at 8 15 in the morning <laughs> stalker was giggling about his 94 year old running over a 68 year old i wasn't i wasn't giggling i was I, all i was saying was that that it happened in slow motion yeah. because the 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 car yeah. was backing up and right. it was like oh Oh no, here it comes. So it's like inappropriate. That, it's like that scene from Austin Powers where the guy gets run over by the steamroller and he's yelling like to move like twenty yards away and he never moves. And then he just gets run over and squashed. Nick, you have to isolate Greg saying Sex abuse at eight fifteen in the morning. Yes, <laughs> boys, get that on the board. That. No, please, please God, please we got don't. a backlog of that thing. Yes, I, I've got like six other things that are still not on my board yet. I, I just, I, I just think nobody listens to what I say. I don't know. I always listen. As a matter of fact, you had one of the best lines of the morning that went over. You said something like, "DeSantis has to reboot," yeah, <laughs> and nobody caught it. Yeah, 
I call. I'm, I'm sorry, Nick. I no, 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 no. It's not you. It's just the boys in the back okay. when I say, can we get it on the board? And a week goes well, by and it's well, not there. Well, Anthony Dorenzo actually had to run out to get a blood test. Did he really? Yeah. What's his sugar low? Ren- I don't, I think. Uh, here, here you go, Dorenzo. Anthony, you are fired. <laughs> Poor Anthony. No, he. I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but he had yeah, to. You probably weren't. But Sorry. He violated his HIPAA rights. <laughs> so I know, probably right? But yeah. they better take good care of him at the doctor's office. Because yes. he's got to show well, the me, produce the test. His diabetes yeah. runs in the family. I, he's got to get yeah. tested. I was just going to ask you, a, look, I approve this, so of course I'm fine with it. But what? like, can he go out on a Saturday? Like, he has all weekend. He can works five days so- a week. He, in Anthony's defense. He works five days a week. Can I tell you something? These doctor's offices nowadays, they don't have staff. Our doctor retired because he couldn't take it anymore. You cannot. You try to get a doctor's appointment nowadays. Yeah. It's really difficult yep. because of the staffing issues. And mm-hmm. so, no. To your point, on the weekend, it's bare bones if they even have staff. Yeah. We're scheduling uh, We're scheduling out for February yep. 2024. Exactly. Like, I'm dying here. Honestly, what do you mean you're God. scheduling out till February? Just go to an urgent care. You're fine. Give me a break. He's 30 years old. What, what, what health... Issues could he possibly his have? Diabetes runs in the family. Yeah, well, then that's his. That's his. That's his father's fault. Yeah, I blame. I blame Dave. I do too. Well, it's a DNA. It's not their fault. No. It's hereditary. <laughs> I, I still blame Dave. Damn Dave. <laughs> um, Dave Dorenzo, by the way, a non-binary teacher pleads with TikTokers to donate uh, money so she can buy more LGBTQ books for kindergarten. Uh, cut eleven. Go. Hi there. My name's Katie, and I am a non-binary teacher. This isn't what I'd normally wear to teach, but why are you standing on the desk? I, cleaning. Like, all right, let me stop. Yeah, this. we gotta stop this. Like, oh my god! Yeah. First of all, she looks like Chris Hayes <laughs> from MSNBC. I was thinking Rachel Maddow, but she. <laughs> what, yeah. the, what is? What are we doing? I don't know. What are we doing that everybody needs a video? I know. And, and why is it that they have to? It, it, like every As time they deliver YouTube. these videos, they always have to do like. They just can't speak like normal human beings. Yep. It's just this weird, like, like delivery. It's, mm-hmm. I don't get it. It's, to me, it's mental health. And, and they think that, that the world is just dying to know what their, right. their thoughts are on things. As she stands on the desk delivering the video. <laughs> but, okay, let's have an image of Greg. What Uh-oh. did you call one of your teachers? A battle axe? A battle axe. Let's just picture one of Greg Stocker's battle axe teachers, man or woman, mm-hmm. who, standing up on a desk going, Hi, I'm <laughs> Mrs. Bergdorf. I'm a heterosexual. I want more heterosexual books for my kids. We're going to go down to the library and look at the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> so let me just ask the question. Do you as a parent... What, Mrs. Bergdorf? No. Reading her heterosexual books? The skirts that went down to their ankles. I mean, like... I miss those days. They they, might have been miserable battle axes, but they were at least mentally with it. Not not an ounce of sex appeal. And there there I am trying to to learn and... Right? With the the mole, like the hair coming out of the mole. I didn't have any of the... I didn't have any of the hot teachers. None. Gregory. None. Come learn about my heterosexual (laughs) book. This show's going off the rails. You don't want that. it has nothing to do with binary or gay or this or that or the other. Just ew. Yeah. We don't hear it. We just don't want to hear about <laughs> your sexuality. And why is she begging and pleading with Try. students to contribute? Try. Like what what children have money to contribute to a teacher? Well the parents do. Uh, yeah. Look at my giant underpants. <laughs> Look at my girdle. 
Where's my coffee mug? <laughs> Jesus. Stalker's crying. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We can t- let, let me let me let me start this teacher over, okay? <laughs> Cut 11, start it over, go. Hi there. My name's Katie and I am a non-binary teacher. This isn't what I'd normally wear to teach, but we're closed down today for cleaning. Mm-hmm. Thanks, COVID. But anyway, I wanted to show you guys a little something and tell you about a project that I'm doing. So follow me. This is my classroom. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty fond of it. It's looking a little spare right now. First of all, uh, this chick needs to. Uh, she has like dog hair all over her uh, yeah. her, her sweatshirt. Where's like, the lint take, roller? Take a little lint roller and yeah. you know, <laughs> please, a little double sided tape and yeah. clean that let's sucker just, off. Let's just let's just do that, please. Yeah. Okay. And uh, why are they closed for COVID? I, well, I don't cleaning. So to be fair, to be fair to this, I don't know. I saw this video yesterday. I don't know how old it is. Like it could have been okay during. Mm, yeah, but it's the the point of this yes. is 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 what. She's but sadly, for. there are still some schools. Remember, we heard this back in August when schools went back to school that they were shutting down for COVID. Remember, <laughs> yes. in California, yep. they canceled a high school football game because of COVID. <laughs> 2023. I'm just. Trying, I'm still picturing Mrs. Mrs. Bergdorf standing on the desk. By the way, I I did not have a teacher named Mrs. Bergdorf. That is that is a completely fictional name. Yeah. So if your name is Mrs. Yeah, Bergdorf, just... we're, we're not talking about you. Uh, or maybe we are. Little, she talk Betty, like this. Yeah. Be- Betty Bergdorf. <laughs> yeah, her name is definitely Betty. A hundred percent. Big Betty Bergdorf. Uh, Here, Gregory. Hey, did you guys have Bergdorf? Yeah. <laughs> you want to see? What a battle thong, she was. The thong underwear oh, no, no, that no, your no, teacher no, wears. What is wrong with you? It's good for heterosexual oh, activities. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, this, didn't I tell you guys doing this show, drinking would be much more entertaining? You guys finally realized it 13 months in. Uh, all right, we continue God. with non-binary teacher. We're in a bit of a transition as far as holidays mm. go. And this is my classroom library. And as you can see, it has a lot of books, but there's one big problem with it. None of them look or act or feel like me. So you can help by going to the link in my profile and donating to my Donors Tubes project to get more LGBTQ plus friendly books in our school from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade. Thanks. So I, I jotted down the three words that matter with the books. None yeah. of the books look, act, or feel like she does. So they have no psychotic books in the classroom. <laughs> and that's that's on the kids and the students to chip in. So we should start a GoFundMe uh, for this uh, teacher. We'll call her uh, Bergdorf 2.0. <laughs> and uh, we want to you know, have a more well-rounded uh, literary selection of, uh, of publications. But I would say when I saw her cl- her classroom... And the organization of it and all those books, if you look, and they're all, I mean, it's really beautifully organized. Mm-hmm. She spent probably 16 hours of her own time setting up that classroom. Yeah, she probably has OCD. So I would say to you, Katie, I see a lot of books like you organized. Look at the colorful nature. Look at all of your, the fact that she defines herself by her gender identity is sad to me. Yes. Because actually she has a great voice. She has a lot of enthusiasm. She has a lot of creativity. There are many other characteristics about her 
that I would say define her rather than her gender mm-hmm. or her gender identity. Probably cares for the students. Yeah, she's right? obviously caring. And look, she's on her day off when they're closed. And what's she doing? Organizing her classroom. And so that's what makes me sad about all of this, mm-hmm. that she can't see beyond her gender identity. Can, can we just go back? And we don't even need to redo the video for Phil. Just the audio. I want to hear how many words come out of her mouth before she identifies her gender, mm-hmm. uh, to Dawn's point. All right, hang on, hang on. I just want to, I think it's like four words in, five words in. Hi there. My name is Katie, and I am a non-binary teacher. Hi there. My name is Katie, and I am a... So it's about eight <laughs> words before she... Like, that'd be like me coming on and say, hey, it's Kale and Company, Nick Kale, and I identify as a uh, heterosexual, straight, white, cis male. Like, why does anybody care? But she's creative. She, take. she produced that. She starts up on a desk. She jumps down right when she says she creates action. I mean, she's really creative, enthusiastic. She has a great voice. She's very hardworking, caring, compassionate as a teacher, all of those things. Yeah. So there, there's so much about her that it just makes me sad that this is that she lives all boxed in because of this movement. Well, Wendy brings up a very good point on the YouTube chat. She says, Dawn, she had to be there. I'm sure it's a weekday. And what's she doing making videos? It's a good point. That's the other thing. You know my rule. I've said this on the show before. Phones get put into the bin the second you walk in the class. (laughs) Teachers. That should be the rule for teachers, too. Teachers, too. That's correct. All right, let's talk about Halloween. Uh, today is Halloween. I've told, I've been told yep. it happens every year on October thirty first. Mm-hmm. Much to my dismay, um, this TikTok, this TikToker, I actually agree with. She's a Gen Xer. Her name is Kelly Mano, and she re- she says that Halloween has been ruined for kids because ridiculous parenting. Okay, uh, I agree with her. She's saying that Halloween was better. Me, myself, being a member of Gen X, Don and I being a member of Gen X, we, uh, I would agree that Gen X, that, that Halloween was better when we were going as opposed to now. I'm guilty of it as well, but okay. let's let her, uh, let's let her say it. Cut one here. Like some of y'all parents have ruined Halloween. You have ruined it. Yep. Halloween was the greatest night of your life for Generation X. We would plan the whole night so we could be efficient. We would bring the right bags so we could be resourceful. The whole night was about adventure and fun and getting to know the neighbors, the community. All of the neighborhood was home because our parents stayed home. So like every porch light was on. It was amazing. And all of that's gone. And now nobody's home because everybody is out with their kids standing on the sidewalk with like your $40 drink like, oh, don't step on the grass. Did you say thank you? Your kids should already know how to say thank you. We knew how to say thank you. We know how to stay off the grass because we had manners. Someone held our candy bag when it got too heavy. We would haul our body weight in candy. And I want to know who invented the switch switch. Your kids leave out all their candy Halloween night. And witch comes and takes all of her candy and then gives your kid a present. For sake. It is Halloween night. Let your kid eat the damn candy. Let them eat till they barf. No wonder your kids are ass. Somebody took all my candy after Halloween. I'd be an ass too. You are ruining the best holiday ever. You've screwed it all up. Amen. So uh, this uh, woman for president. Okay. I, I I don't disagree with her on the trick or treating aspect, but to me, Halloween as the 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 general holiday has been ruined by schools with the story that we gave you a few days ago where this school district will not celebrate Halloween in the sake of inclusivity for those who can't afford a costume or like give me a break with that but the trick-or-treating stuff I'm guilty of that as well like I remember in 2019 um, we we took the girls trick-or-treating and they were five and I was that dad don't walk through the grass did you say thank you only take one it's our fault yes we ruined them I agree as people who grew up 
not with like, yes i rem- i i 100% remembering like my parents not going out with me but yeah when i was my son's age 3 or 4 of course but like when i was f- 6 7 mm-hmm. whatever i went out with my friends my parents didn't go with us they stayed home and handed out candy now it's like, because everybody was home mm-hmm. well nobody can stay home, afford to see here's what's happening and this ties into the inflation with the candy. Everybody's out trick-or-treating because they want free stuff because they can't afford to give it out themselves. Halloween candy prices are up 13%, yeah. more than double the inflation of other groceries. And uh, according to the New York Post, I just want to give you these facts here. Uh, consumers in Vermont, Maine, and right here in good old Pennsylvania can prepare to be spooked by candy prices that are up 14.7%, 14.2%, and 14.1%, respectively, which was according to a report from CNBC. Global sugar prices are at a 12-year high. Yep. And that 13% that you mentioned, that's just year to year. Mm-hmm. So just imagine if we look back to let's say, pre-pandemic numbers, right. wow. Yeah. And what is this whole thing with a, with a switch witch where you put uh, you put candy into a thing and a witch comes and gives you money for it? Mm. Like, that never, is, I've never heard of that. That's, that's, that's horrendous. Is that, if, a, is that a new thing? Oh, I thought switch witch, that sounds like no, a, it's a trans. No, it's an actual, <laughs> yeah, no, it's an actual thing, switch witch. You put, you put all the, it's a trend. It, you put all the kids' candy into a pile and then a witch, I put that in quotation marks for any kids that, are, that mm-hmm. might be in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and a witch comes and gives them money. So, Oh, this is okay. So they real, don't have to eat the candy. Real uh, mom nutrition. Ugh. God. I'm telling you, we're, we're ruining our children. It's, a, it's no wonder they're, they grow up to be the P words that they are. <laughs> and I'm guilty of it too. I'm going to well, like, I, I said... I said I would never do that trunk or treat thing. Yeah. And lo and behold, I did it a few eh. weeks ago, and my son had a great time. So then you're Aww. in agreement then with the New York Times article of stop micromanaging Halloween, let your kids be free. Amen. Yes. Okay. Thank you, New York Times, for writing an op-ed that I agree with. And maybe we are, hey, when the New York Times is saying lighten up and loosen up a bit, maybe we are over overly wound tight for this uh, this Halloween for kids. By the way, Dawn, are you going to be inspecting candy tonight looking for laser plates? <laughs> Her kids are like 30. They're not going out trick-or-treating. They're teenage babies. Yeah, okay. It's, it's uh, Cowboy Day. They oh, dress up. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. The yeah. football team dresses up. They have a theme. Every year it's pretty cute. So uh-huh. I hope he found a cowboy hat. Yeah. It's I cowboy. left out of... By the way, did Germantown Academy win on Saturday? Oh, my God. Don't even ask. <laughs> they didn't cover? So, don't even ask. How bad are they? I've heard. I got the whole lowdown. down. Just, I, I'm sure you did. I got the whole lowdown. down. Oh, my God. I know why they're not... Yeah. Performing. I won't say it. We have a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. I know. This week, can I tell you something? Yeah. It's not just uh, Dallas week. It's Malvern Prep week. So it's like, this is just a brutal... Throw out the record books when Malvern Prep comes to town, folks. It's just depressing. Uh, Fox's uh, Peter Ducey. Let's get back to politics for a second here. Fox's Peter Ducey uh, was talking to... Was asking Kareem Jean-Pierre yesterday about the anti is. Israel protests that are happening in yeah. this country because and in we seem that we seem to like call out MAGA extremists all the time, but when it comes to anti-Semitism, this administration doesn't really seem to no. call it out too much. Cut three, Phil. Go. Thank you, Kareem. Does President Biden think the anti-Israel protesters in this country are extremists? 
What I can say is what we've been very clear about this. When it comes to anti-Semitism, there's no place. We have to make sure that we speak against it very loud uh, and, be, uh, and be very clear about that. Remember, what the president decided to, when the president decided to run for president is what he saw in Charlottesville in 2017, when we, he saw uh, neo-Nazis marching down the streets of Charlottesville uh, with vile... They, they love to... They, this is unbelievable to mm-hmm. me. This yeah. is unbelievable to me. This is happening on college campuses right now, and they love to bring up that... That's correct. Tiki torches. The, the, it's amazing the stance they have taken on this and how it's been adopted by so many, not just on the left, but colleges, universities across the board. They're all going to be mourning the death today of the leader of Hamas that ordered that October 7th attack. Yeah. It'll be a rough day for the left today. Thoughts and prayers. She continues. Anti-Semitic just hatred. And he was very clear then, and he's very clear now. Uh, He's taken actions against this over the past two years, and he's continued to be clear. There is no place, no place for this type of vile and despite despite this this kind of rhetoric. We hear you guys, though, talk about extremists all the time. It is usually about MAGA extremists. So what about these protesters who are making... Jewish students feel unsafe on college campuses. Are they extremists? I've been very, very clear. We are calling out any form of hate. Any form of hate. It is not acceptable. It should not be acceptable here. And we are going to continue to call that out. And And let me be very clear. This is a president that has continued to have that fight in his office, in this administration. You know, when he repealed Trump's Muslim ban, on his very first first day in office, that is something that this president did. Uh, he also established an interpolicy committee to counter Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, and related forms of bias and discrimination. We have taken this very, very, very seriously from the president all the way on down. Does President Biden look at these anti-Israel protests on college campuses and think it's nice to see that the country's youth are so involved, or does he think the next generation is doomed? Here's the thing. There's no place for hate in America. No, 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 no. I'm I'm, I'm telling you. There's no place for hate in America, and we condemn any anti-Semitic threat or incident in the strongest terms. And you heard me say at the top, I gave a message to students uh, who are feeling, who are feeling under threat right now. Right? You know, we're tracking these threats very closely. We are there for them. Uh, no student should have to be able to go to class, live on campus in fear. And, you know, these incidents, these reported anti-Semitic incidents at schools and on campuses, that should not be. We have to condemn them. We have to condemn them. She she completely mm-hmm. dodged the, oh, totally. the point of the question. Totally. And it's very interesting you talk, because we did the big take this morning on campuses and universities with activism and advocacy. So this administration, as they try to like straddle the fence and do the, the double-sided take of, yes, we, we defend the rights of Israelis, but we also believe in being pro-Palestinian and uh, pro-Hamas protest and supporters. So they, they're in the Hamas camp, the Palestinian camp, and the transgender camp. They are against biological females and Jewish people. For the most part, if you read between the lines, that's basically what they're telling. While all under this uh, this veiled stroke here that Kareen uh, says, we stand for and against every form of hate. That's not the way it comes off to most people with an objective mind. 
uh, John Kirby took the podium. Uh, the, the Pentagon spokesperson took the the podium after uh, Corinne Jean Pierre. She just he just wanted to reiterate what she said, but also uh, had one other caveat. Cut four, Phil. Go. And the same goes, you know, for here in the country. Corinne talked about what's going on on college campuses, but the same goes for Islamophobia. There's ah, no place for that in the country. There we go. Uh, it must be condemned. Equally as strong, yeah, oh, and, uh, and strong. we all need to work we with Mike and Maine to, to stop that kind of hate as well. We can never mm-hmm. just focus on the issue at hand. It no, always has to be end but this. It's a pivot. Always end but a this. Pivot. Yeah, and he's no bargain, boy, but imagine having to come in and clean up uh, Kareen's leftovers. All, just, all the mistakes she leaves up there. It's just frustrating. It is. Uh, We've yes, been doing this for four weeks now. Yesterday, yesterday at the White House, they had a... Um, they had a discussion about AI and what the Biden administration is going to do to curb AI. Kamala Harris is the is spearheading this. <laughs> um, she says her priorities are ensuring the benefits of AI are shared equitably and preventing algorithm al- al- algorithmic discrimination. Okay, so we're, we've gone DEI to AI. Thank you. Okay. Nick Kale, cut five, go. All to help make sure that the benefits of AI yep. are shared equitably and to address predictable threats, such as algorithmic discrimination, <laughs> data privacy so violations, oh, so and deep fakes. Oh, yes, fakes. We named it the Blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights. <laughs> blueprint of stupidity. Um, so basically what she's saying is that artificial intelligence is also racist. Yes. That's what she's telling you. Mm-hmm. That even though there's no human technically behind it, it is inherently biased against people of color, of a certain gender, of a certain sexual orientation, or identity. That's fascinating. I thought AI was better than the human, right? Yep. You know, dogs are better than humans. So I figured I just figured artificial intelligence wouldn't be racist, but... Apparently, this administration they they sniffed it out and they're sending in they're sending in their ace to eradicate it. Kamala is going to take out the robot racism. <laughs> oh my God! She's the Craig Kimbrell of AI. <laughs> yes, she is. Meaning she's going to blow the safe. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> At least you got that joke. I appreciate it. Uh, finally, before we get to Don's big three, uh, I I was sitting on this from the weekend, but we had so much yesterday. I literally had five pages worth of stuff yesterday, um, so I couldn't get to all of it. But the good thing about a radio show that we do endlessly every day is there any, like four four hours a day every day is just I know now you know why six hours for Dawn. It, it's a lot. Yeah. Dawn, you've earned a nap by the it's way. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm going to get you a nap for Christmas. I envy these podcasts that are like, yeah, we we drop two episodes a week, two right. episodes a week, and they're yeah. what you usually maybe ninety minutes at yeah. at the most. Yeah, Joe Rogan's got a real tough life. <sighs> we did something wrong. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so this, you have to go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT to see this video. It's crazy. This teen admits to randomly sucker punching a stranger at a Texas park for social media attention. Mm -hmm. Alfred Lewis is 19. It was captured on video walking on a trail at Wortham Park in Houston, attacking at least two, attacking at least two people as they enjoyed uh, their day at the park. This is from KHOU11. In Texas, he just, you know, he just wants you to know that he he only did it for the social media likes. Right, did it for the likes. And he, he meant no harm by it. Mm-hmm. Cut 13. You can see the video, by the way. On YouTube, you can see him punching this random person in the back of the head. Yep. Cut 13, Phil, go. 19-year-old Alfred Lewis spoke with me about how he feels about it now. You know, 
I just made a mistake, and everybody makes mistakes. This is the video in question. Can I just say this? Mm -hmm. I just made a mistake? Mm -hmm. No, I thought that was an intentional act of violence. Yeah. You assaulted the man. Yeah, and, and they just and could, have, yeah. could have technically have killed the guy. I made a mistake. Uh, sorry, yeah. I, I randomly ran up to somebody and, right. and, and, and punched him in the right. back of the head. It was did a mistake. Have, yeah, did you have free will? Was there anything restraining your no? So you just sucker punched somebody. You rabbit punched him in the head. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start cut th uh, 13 over again, Phil. Go. 19-year-old Alfred Lewis spoke with me about how he feels about it now. You know, I just made a mistake, and everybody makes mistakes. This is the video in question, first shared with KHOU11 via the Nextdoor app. Go up to him in it, you can clearly see Lewis striking the man like, look at that. from behind Running start. before he turns around yeah. in shock. I know, like, from the video, look all at that. you see is, like, the bad part about it, but... <laughs> The bad um, part. What people didn't see was that I shook his hand after. My bad, dude. What? My bad. A hug. He shook his hand and gave the man a hug. You know, after one second, after further review, uh, it was, uh, it was, it's my fault. Oh my god. Yeah, I was just doing it for reshares and retweets. Can you he imagine if I walked up to somebody and punched somebody in the in the head and said, "I'm sorry, I was, I was just trying to get a thousand likes." <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What are we doing? Like, I don't know what it is with this generation of, like, you know, I'll tell you what it is. It it it, it was the pandemic. Because all they did during the pandemic was sit on that stinking device day in and day out, scrolling and swiping. And, and then, you know, a lot of it, like, there's Twitter feeds out there, so I'm assuming there's TikToks and Instagram accounts as well. That kind of, like, glamorized I, these I, fights. I, all right, wait, hang on, Nick. I got to call you out on something. We, we grew up in the era of jackass. And like that, that yes, that's, that that's caused people. Is. That's what caused kids to. But, but they did it to themselves. They did stupid yeah, things like to Steve themselves. And uh, Knoxville were like basically staple gunning themselves in the head, yeah, or to each other. They weren't See, doing it to strangers and committing crimes. Yeah, yeah. So in this, I want that guy. I don't know if he's underage or he's he, nineteen. He he's nineteen. Yeah. Shouldn't so matter. to you, nineteen-year-old, guess what? We're gonna allow some uh, videos in prison. So we're going to see what Bubba does to you yeah, when we put soap. you in jail for a week. Yeah. And Bubba will hug you afterwards, too, yeah. and thank you and shake your hand. Yeah. And then let's let that go viral. You know, this, is what, this is the consequence. I, I know you said he's 19. I, I'm tired of protecting these minors. I agree yep. with you. That are si if you're 16 or 17 yep. and you're almost at the age of being an adult, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you're not getting any benefit of the doubt. Agreed. Why is this kid, kid why is this guy out? He should be in jail. By the way, exactly. if you watch that video, I'm going to play it back one more time. Did we hear the part where the he beginning. says about the reaction online? Yes. Yeah, okay. that's that's coming at the end. Okay. Um, I'm going to start the video over again. But if you watch the video, he is like he clearly goes up to a guy. I don't know if it's a kid or what because the face is blurred, blurred out. Mm -hmm. But clobbers him in the back of the head. Like, that's yeah. dangerous. Like, you can kill somebody that way. And kudos to the guy that took that punch for not falling down. He didn't even get knocked over. Yeah, agreed. I, mean, I would have been out for two hours. Cut 13 one more time, Phil. Go. 19-year-old Alfred Lewis spoke with me about how he feels about it now. You know... I just made a mistake, and everybody makes mistakes. This is the video in question, first shared with KHOU11 via the Nextdoor app. In it, you can clearly see Lewis striking oh, a man God. in the head from behind before he turns around in shock. I know, like, from the video, all you see is, like, the bad part about it, but um, what people didn't see was that I shook his hand after and how I had gave the man a hug. 
That is something we cannot verify, nor can we confirm that another man seen in the video getting punched and grabbed later left on good terms, according to Lewis. I really didn't expect for it to just go so left, you know? Mm. I didn't expect so for left. it to go so left. Right. Were you expecting it to go right? He was He was upset because of the reaction it got online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't expect for it to go so left. Yeah, I would charge him to the fullest extent of the law. I would charge him as an adult. And I would not. Yeah. O- I would not offer any ARD uh, program. He's obviously a brain surgeon and a wordsmith too. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to go so left. Yeah, it's bothersome the way that he dismisses it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and so I think, like saying my bad's all good, right? Like what exactly? Because the the other per and first of all, they did a bad job of not trying to track down the victim in all of this because a head injury. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're socked in the head like that, did like, the guy have a minor concussion? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and it's it, 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 people are pointing out, which is a very good observation, he's standing in front of what looks like a very nice house. Mm-hmm. This is in Texas. Can you imagine if he did this in the wrong neighborhood? I'm mm-hmm. sure he did this in an up, you know, in upscale, middle-class, whatever neighborhood. Can you imagine if he did this in uh, Kensington yeah, get shot. or West Philly? He would have been shot yep. on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, and, like, then, and what would yeah. they have said then? Yeah, exactly. By the way, exactly. and, and then, and then uh, what was it? I, I shook their hand and gave him a hug. You, he's he's making it sound like he called him a bad word. Yeah, I know. Like, he, dude, you assaulted the guy. He assaulted a guy and hit him in the back of the head. And I'm not kidding you. Like a blow to the back of the head like that is so dangerous. I know it is so dangerous. They outlaw re- that in boxing with gloves yep. on. Yep, yep. But it was okay because okay. he he. He gave him a hug afterwards. He, it was he, fine. Remember, the, we got to keep in mind the motive here. He did it for the likes. The likes, exactly. He did it for the likes. All right. Big three. All right. 845, we got Sean Farage coming up at the top of the oh, hour for God, our Trump yeah. impression. How about that? But right now, Don Stenzel's Big Three at Eight. It's the Big Three at Eight on Kaelin Company. Big Three at Eight. We have Medford, New Jersey. A guy was arrested after police and bomb squad units were called to investigate this suspicious incident at a school where the investigation started uh, yesterday afternoon when a guy reportedly tried to enter the Burlington County Institute of Technology on Hawken Road, so a Votech-type school. We talk about these Votech schools. In this one, the suspect ID'd as 34-year-old Gregory Nicholas, tried to get into the school, was trying several doors after having contact with the school staff. And ultimately, the police caught up with this guy, arrested him. But it was concerning that he was he kept trying all these doors. Thank God didn't get in, was driving a a white van. So the bomb squad had to be called in. Uh, Canines were were called in. Ultimately, those canines detected explosives inside his white van that he had driven there to the school. And so a lot of concern, obviously, the police doing a great job. This is one of those situations where we don't put it in the headlines enough mm-hmm. to say, thank God, the school was locked properly. Yep. All the protocols were followed. Yep. Police, canine bomb squad, awesome job to everybody. Now, does it say in that story if the school had an officer on site at the time, or was it an officer that arrived after? Oh, that's a great question. Because, that, I mean, you talk about protocol being followed. It's great that every door that was supposed to be locked is locked. And I'm just wondering if there was like a uh, a school police officer on duty or if it was, you know, he showed up seven minutes later. To my knowledge, because I saw the statement from the school superintendent, Chris Nagy, who said how grateful they were, not only to the administration, everybody doing what they were supposed to have done. 
but he said an amazingly quick response there from Medford Police mm-hmm. and the K-9 unit, the bomb squad, everybody came together and and had this got this resolved. Yeah. Ultimately, the school, there was a shelter in place in the in the surrounding neighborhood because you had the explosives found and all of that. But wow, you know, this could have been something quite horrifying. Yeah, no question. Uh, number two, climate activists are coming for your gas-powered lawnmowers, leaf blowers, and string trimmers in Philadelphia and the mainline and beyond. Dawn, do not let them take any of your yard work material. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> from from her cold dead hands. That's, That's right. <laughs> Could you well, imagine? Can you imagine Greta Thunberg showing up to try to take Dawn's lawnmower? You know what, though, all, I have to say, my well, not the lawnmower, but the leaf blower. And as well, my little my little lady green chainsaw are all believe it or not they're they're electric so because I don't want to have to deal so with them running out of gas. No oh boy. So it's probably not safe though. My leaf blower, I have like I don't know ten of those huge green and orange extension cords <laughs> that I just go around. But so I guess they wouldn't be coming for me for those. But they, these so this is a thing. This newly released study by the Environment America and USPIRG, along with researchers at Frontier Group. These are all these nonprofit organizations. And by the way, this was all analyzed by the local impact by Penn Environments. So there, we have local chapters of Environment America, and they're talking about the evils of your gas-powered devices. Because they say that your lawn equipment, like leaf blowers and lawnmowers, pollute a lot more than you might think. They pump out millions of tons of carbon mm. dioxide. Yeah. Okay. Which is the primary driver of climate change. You know, Don, you ought to, here's what I think would be a great exercise that would go viral for this show. Um, I think this weekend, you since it's going to be beautiful out, have one of your boys take your phone, go go live on Twitter, and have them live stream you cutting the grass. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd get a million views. That is a social media thing I can stand behind. Yes. All right. I will tell you that my little lawnmower, like my Graham used to have, the old school, I got it at, you know, the local Killian's you know, hardware store, is the old school with the with the blades, mm-hmm. it's the manual one. I just got it because it's a great workout, and it's in those hard-to-get spots, like right. little, it's a great workout. <laughs> and it's your own, you know, power, yes. your human power. Exactly right. But this group says, I'll give you one stat, in Philadelphia and Lower Marion, there are movements, especially Lower Marion on the main line, they want to ban or restrict use of leaf blowers especially. Mm. And they say that leaf blowers are the are the big polluter. Yeah. One hour with your gas-powered leaf blower, as much smog-causing pollutants as driving 300 miles in a car. Wow. Very so interesting. They're saying that these are evil. Yeah. Uh, just a follow-up from something Nick Kale talked about yesterday. That remember, uh, Nick Hale talked about after losing a fumble in the first half of our Eagles game against the Commanders. Eagles run, even though we won ultimately, but our running back, Kenneth Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell, right? Mm-hmm. He engaged with a fan over social media during halftime, yep. which is against the rules from the visitors locker room there, locker room there at FedEx Field. Well, so this went viral, the whole thing, Instagram, his uh, screenshot from his Instagram account. And so the user is sending a DM at 2.06 p.m. to Gainwell, hold on to the football, you bleep bum. And then Gainwell responded 
And what did he say? Basically, little boy, don't text me. Mm-hmm. So the word is now, what did Coach Nick, the other Nick, right. what did uh, Coach Sirianni say? He said, that everything needs to be on Twitter. That's what he told him. <laughs> so we have the back and forth. Uh-oh. So Sirianni is still telling reporters he addressed the incident. He says, of course, I talked to Kenny about that. These guys have some time away from us. And we get, we get into the locker room where they sit down at their locker and they do whatever's going on to take their mind, you know, and just calm their mind. Mm-hmm. But they, they did. Um, <clears throat> so Suriani had a little, little talk with Kenny. Yeah. Well, obviously, they did not have Mr. Gainwell's attention enough after coughing it up in the first half to, to have him focused on what Nick was saying or maybe the running back coach was saying. So he was just over in the corner doing his own thing, pulling out his iPhone 15 Titanium S Plus and checking his mentions. So the other Nick, Sirianni, says, we've talked to him to, and uh, to be locked in and to be focused. I, he, I think he was listening. I think Coach... Sirianni was actually listening to Nick Hale. Yeah, you would have a Nick and Nick, a Nick and Nick. Nick and Nick. We get him in here. That'd be awesome. I think I need to have a conversation with both of you and and talk about how you guys need to be locked in every morning from six to ten, dark yeah. from six to twelve, and not be not be responding to mentions in yeah. Twitter uh, Twitter messages. So here's what we'll have: we'll have Stalker and Thank Sirianni. Thank you. In a conference room, and then yep. it'll be Dawn, myself, and Kenneth Gainwell across from them. Locked in. Locked in the five of us, and uh, it'll be an Odyssey uh, social media panel. Thank you. Coaches Locked and in. players. I don't want to see one tweet come out from either of you from 6 to 10, Dawn from 6 to 12. Folks, just Thank imagine you. how sour he would be if we weren't setting records. <laughs> I just want to keep the momentum going, by the way. Yeah, I was thinking about having an off month, to be honest. No, I'm tired of the stop. success. 15, 15 yeah. years. It's a great. It's oh. great, but we need to keep it going. Oh. Yeah. Well, stay locked in, guys. Stay locked in. Thank you. And, and uh, so, uh, Michael Smirconis showed his bear behind in Philadelphia Magazine. Are you planning a shoot for Nick Hale? <laughs> Is that uh, in the well, future? Some, some may have said that that. When um, was this? When did this happen? Oh, that was, yeah. was year, ago. years ago. Yeah, he showed. Yeah. He, he did a, a photo shoot. Yep. Yeah, with his backside. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, intentionally. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Posed. Like didn't mm-hmm. and didn't tell the suits at what was CBS at the time. Oh. They were, it was rather they were, yeah. They were not happy, naked and shocking. All right. Well, if anybody ever asks me to pose, Greg, I'll, I'll give you advanced warning. Thank you. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So and get some laser removal of the hair, so right. on and so forth. Right. Anyway, Kenny knows he made a mistake. Won't happen again. Good. That's our big three at eight. All right. Thank you very much, Dawn. Coming up next, it is time for the third appearance Whoa. of our buddy Sean Farage. Ooh, six minutes away. The great Trump impressionist and impersonator, and he's got some incredible new material, including how he carved out the greatest pumpkin of all time. It's a great <laughs> Trumpkin here on Halloween, Wow! and we will get to him. And also, a new Joe Biden as well. Guaranteed to be better than and Saturday Night Live. Way better. Well, better than Saturday Night Live. Yep. But right now, we've got Dawn Stenzel with a word for QC Kinetic. Yeah, because we want you to feel better. The f- of joint pain relief is right here in Philadelphia and beyond. QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. So many of you have told me that it feels like a miracle in your life. So if you've been told more steroids or surgery. Are your only options? Okay, just hold up a second, would you, and get a second opinion. Learn more about how you can actually harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics does not mask the pain. 
These treatments go to the very core of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. So think about it. Live in your life. This fall, you think about the beautiful, crisp, sunny weather and no more pain in your knees, your aching hips, your shoulder, your back. No more pain, no drugs, no downtime, no surgery. And life is about moving. It's about motion. So I want you to get moving and call QC Kinetics, which is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call the local medical professionals. Get a free consultation. Do this today. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, 215-999-3000, QC Kinetics, 215-999-3000. Tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.